Hello and welcome for the latest edition of the Mind Talk podcast with myself, Edwin. And today we have someone from the boxing world. He is someone who won his recent fight and there's so much that I want to unpack with him today in terms of the mindset. So today we have Echo Essman. Echo, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm very well, thanks. And um, yeah, thanks for having me once again. Good, good, good. Thank you for coming on. So I'm going to start off asking you the question that I asked all of our guests that come on. So talk to us about your first experience with sport. My first experience with sport? Ah, my first experience back when I was in kind of primary school. Oh, no, no, beginning of secondary school would have been. Um, and it was swimming okay. in, in place to live in Botswana. Um, yeah, I've... I had a positive experience with, with swimming, to be fair, because I grew up and I was quite a chubby child. Mm-hmm. I wanted to get into sports to help me lose the weight and swimming cut off a big chunk of weight off me. And and surprisingly enough, I, I got used to the cold water <laughs> of a pool and I started to enjoy it. Okay. Okay. So talk to us a little bit more about the swimming. So you, you said you used it to, to, to lose weight. You enjoyed it. Um, at any point, did you think about taking it seriously or was it just a form of just losing weight at the time? Um, I ended up uh, competing for my school team. Okay. Like, and we used to go to swimming galas and stuff. And um, the first school team I got on, they didn't, maybe I hadn't got into it as much, but they didn't really take me seriously. So they might have put me on like one random race of like people who don't count for anything kind of thing. Yeah. But um, at the second uh, primary school that I was at, they got me onto their proper team and like proper going to proper team practices, team practices and whatnot. And yeah, yeah, I got decent at it. I really got decent at it. And yeah, it was enjoyable. Did did your family come to watch at that time? I think they might have come to watch once or twice. Yeah. Okay. Like, because I've I've had many guests on and they've, (laughs) it kind of, one thing I've noticed in a lot of people's careers, it kind of correlates the early stages of what goes on um, in their childhood correlates to where they actually end up in terms of whether they're successful or not. So d- do you feel like that support um, of your family coming to watch at that young age um, kind of like led you to where you are now? Uh, I can see some um, some instances where they're parallel kind of like like with that swimming and into my boxing career yeah. where there was a stage where my parents didn't come where I was getting into it I was starting to enjoy it I was I was getting all these accolades and then like once my parents kind of found out oh so he's he's properly into this he's properly about this then they started coming and then, yeah. then obviously you just keep on going with it and getting better and whatnot so yeah I can see definitely see the similarities okay and at what age did you start to do um, boxing? I started very late. I started at like, I think my first match was when I was 17. Oh, wow. Okay. So, um, so yeah, I started quite late. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And what led you to boxing? I used to play competitively in basketball. Okay. I got onto like um, um, a squad that that filled into the England team at the time. Okay. And um, I wanted to play for the best basketball team here in Nottingham. Yeah. Um, and I went for trials and they told me I wasn't fit enough and I needed to be more ambidextrous in my dribble. Okay. 
Um, so I thought, you know what? I'm just going to take a year out and just work on these things, work on my fitness, work on my, like, drill my basketball skill. And then next year when trials come along, I'll get on and then I can continue from there. Yeah. And um, one of my mates who was in the army, like, told me you're not going to get much fitter than from boxing. Mm. And so I said, all right, bet, like, put, I'm, I'm on it. Mm. Let's go. And about two or three sessions in, I was just hooked. <laughs> I was like, oh, this, this, because like when I was younger, I used to watch boxing with my dad. Okay. Like we used to stay up late and watch like Mike Tyson matches and whatnot. Mm. And I didn't really, I didn't think too tough into it. I just thought, yeah, he's just knocked someone out. Like that was cool. Yeah. I didn't really realize how much went into boxing. So I never really, like, even after that, as a kid, I never really thought I want to grow up to be a boxer yeah. or whatever. I was just, just like, whatever. Um, so going into a boxing gym and actually starting to learn how to box, I started realizing, oh, this is, it's like physical chess, like yeah. brutal physical chess. Um, but it's actually very technical. There's so much in it. Yeah. Like, it's not just have a fight and, yeah, and you hit someone and you win. There's so much into it. And, um, yeah, that, that's... That's how I got into boxing. So once once you got into boxing, you were doing the training. Um, how how did you um, grasp and adapt to the training? Because, like you've mentioned, boxing training is different to anything else, and it, it gets you super fit. How, how did you um, adapt to that? Um, you know, what? I just kept on, just kept with it. I mean, uh, when I was younger, I used to have asthma and all sorts. So. Um, the boxing element of things was just like a nice challenge. It's like, see how far I can push myself, get my fitness up and whatnot. And um, yeah, it was, it was to be, it it took a while. I mean, at the, even at that age, when I was an amateur, I used to train with pros. Yeah. So I'd train with the amateurs um, two days a week and the pros were training like Monday to Friday every day. Yeah. So on the other days that the amateurs weren't training, I trained with the pros. Yeah. So they, that's when the kind of <laughs> things got a little, yeah. uh, a little bit deep. You started to learn how to tread water and yeah. how to do stuff properly and how I should actually be training and drilling things. So they're drilled into you. Yeah. Um, so I got a taster of that. And um, after that, I think it picked up my game of the amateurs. Yeah. Because um just started drilling stuff properly as, as an amateur training like a pro. So, um yeah, it was, it was good stuff. It, t- it takes some getting used to. Boxing's yeah. not natural to the body in yeah. any way, shape or form. So it takes a while for your body to get used to it. It also takes a while. You have to train your mind to get used to it as well. Yeah. Yeah. That, I think that, I wouldn't say uh, that never finishes. That's just an ongoing thing in boxing because um when it's a when it, anything to do with your mind there's so so many variables so many things can change um how you used to think at age yeah. 17 to 23 to 27 to 30 to 33 completely different and your uh, your view on life um the things that your why um your resilience obviously you well it should be the older you get the more you learn about how resilient you are yeah. and um how you can keep going and you can you can handle a bit more stress in some cases um yeah yeah so i think that's 
that's a journey that never never stops ending. Yeah. What do you think gave you the confidence to pursue boxing professionally? Because obviously, once you're training with pros at your young age when you're amateur, it must have been like a completely different experience. Where do you think you got the confidence from? Oh, at the time, I was still young. I wasn't as good as them, but I just felt like, well, they would tell me, yo, like, you're, you're doing good to even be in these sessions with us. Like, you're coming, you're doing your sparring. Yeah, you might get touched up here or there, but it will it will click one day. But, like, say how young you are, to say you're here training with us, keeping up with what we're doing, like, like keep at it kind of thing. So that gave me the the confidence that well i'm built i'm built for this i might not be at their level but i can get there and, and um i've got a really strong growth mindset so even if i mean there's certain things in boxing where i know i'm talented at doing certain things in it but i don't i don't think about those talents as the be all and end all i think of it as well if i'm at this stage on anything like I'll say the worst aspect of my boxing, I'll think I'm gonna go away, train and make it my best friend in training until it doesn't bother me. Yeah. And then that can only be that can only be better because then if that catches up to my best aspects and I'm still working on everything, just everything will just keep getting better over time, as opposed to someone who might be used to being talented and if their mindset might be oh, if it doesn't work it doesn't work kind of thing whereas I don't have that mindset I just think um this is over time incremental growth will um accrue to something big over time 100 percent. so let's let's fast forward to your your first fight so talk to us how you prepared mentally for your first fight <laughs> I could say I didn't. <laughs> I just knew I had a fight, and my trainer told me yeah, I didn't really have much of, <clears throat> in terms of there wasn't much of a build up for it. I think uh, my trainer just told me, "Oh, you've you've got a week until you're fighting." Like, he was like, "Echo, you're fighting next week. This date, be here, whatever, done." Yeah. That that was it. I carried on the week as normal. Pads, do this, do that. Make sure my weight was all right. Yeah. Day day of the fight, I was yeah, you you're nervous and that you're thinking, ah, oh, I wonder how good he is. I wonder how hard he hits and this, that, the other. And my trainer was like, um a cruel to be kind kind of trainer. So he had told, he just told me the truth, which yeah. was the best thing. Uh he just said, Yo, this guy's having his last fight before turning pro, he's coming to do you up. Like you best just do him in, kind of thing. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah, there wasn't much uh, there wasn't much time to get ready. I, I, uh, hindsight, I was ready, so I didn't have to get ready. I didn't know I was ready, but that's what it was. So, what what was the yeah. the feeling once you completed and you won? How, how was how was the thought process? What was going through your mind at that time? Well, uh, it was it was it was a love and hate kind of feeling the euphoria of winning get your hands raised like yeah i did that that guy was because that guy came for me that match mm. he was trying to take me out but um i got the better of him and i won but even afterwards i was like damn is this what it's about this is hard mm -hmm. like like it didn't make me think i don't want to do it again yeah. but i did think this is hard this is painful this is like how do people do this but by the same point i thought i did this um 
I'm good at this. I know, look, it's my first fight. This guy's turning pro. I did him, o- did him over and I'm like fresh newbie. So yeah. I'm, I'm cool. Yeah. And once you started to have a few fights, was there any difference between what you did physically to prepare compared to mentally to prepare? Uh, looking back with hindsight, I know, and because I wasn't big on the, I didn't think too tough mentally, yeah, or from the mental science of things because I didn't know much. But there was things that I know I did where, like, I'd have a match day routine, yeah. like, say in the car on the way to the match, I'd be meditating on the fight without knowing I was meditating on the fight. I'd be going mm-hmm. through my combos in my head, going through this, picturing this, picturing that. Um, always on a positive mindset. Yeah. Uh, there's like little things that you can do, like when anxiety kicks in, you think, what if he throws this and throws that, and you imagine it. And I'd never let myself stop a thought, a train of thought, with them having the better over me. I'd think, okay, yeah, so what if he caught me with this? You just, you just defend it, do that roll, do that, then I can hit him back, and then yeah, like, like he can do that. I know what I have to do to, to better it. So yeah, it's the little things that. I used to do with that and um and yeah yeah and little routines in terms of uh go for a weigh in go on a walk go get something to eat and yeah like I used to have the worst um diet routine but it worked for me cuz one thing I did think is I mm. thought if I'm going to fight I want a fresh haircut mm. so when I come out the fight I look I I, I look I look presentable still mm. And I want to have food that I like before the fight. And I would like have a KFC before every amateur fight. <laughs> this is until I got on, <clears throat> until I got onto GB. I'd, yeah. I'd be like, yeah. So me and my coach would go way in, whatever. Yeah. I'd be like, yeah, I'm shooting off. I'll be back and <laughs> go KFC. Um, and it's not necessarily that I'd eat it all. I'd just yeah. have little nibbles on bits that I like. And I'd be like, yeah, that was nice. Yeah, okay, I'm done. Yeah. Like, yeah, okay, it's just time to fight now. Like, it's just like, you know, like, last meal. Enjoy yourself. Okay, time to fight now, kind of thing. Yeah, so um, with hindsight, there are things I used to do that that I now look back on and I can be like, yeah, that's part of a a mental routine. That's a coping uh, mental strategy Mm. for anxiety. That's this, that's the other. But but at the time, were you aware of that? Or it's only now when you look back at it that you think, oh... No, I didn't have a clue at the time. It's only now when I look back with obviously the knowledge that I have and yeah. I've gained that I can I can see what I did. But whereas before, it's just at that level, like that grassroots level, I didn't have a clue. Yeah. So what what changed when you went went on to GB? What changed? What changed? You've mentioned the diet. What what are some of the other stuff that you had to change? Um. Just lifestyle just made made you think more. Um, boxing's a lifestyle; it's not just a pick it up and go back to it kind of thing. Um, um, I yeah, that mainly changed my outlook on eating, just enjoying life. Not that I don't enjoy life, but how to enjoy life whilst being respectful of the fact I am boxing. I want to take yeah. care of myself and whatnot. Um, how to take care of myself in terms of starting boxing late. Will that affect me? Won't it affect me? But well, that's just down to mileage on the clock and whatnot. Yeah. How well you take care of yourself, which is still lifestyle. Yeah. Um, 
and what else? Uh, and yeah, uh, well, we got introduced to some psychologists there. Mm-hmm. Um, but even at that point, it was, I was just still in the he- headspace of, well, I know my mind, I'm happy. I don't really need to use it that much. So I didn't use them that much. Okay. But there were certain things that when I did um, talk to them with that they did teach me, which um, uh, looking back on hindsight, were some of them were good. Some of them ne- not necessarily worked for me, but um, yeah. So so at what but point... All is good knowledge. Yeah. So at what point did that change that you started to take sports psych- psychology a bit a bit more um, seriously? Um, when I turned pro, mm. when I turned pro, I started um, delving more into sports psychology. It was after I won the English title. Okay. Um, well, no, before the English title, I was just um, working more on mindfulness, headspace, meditating. I started a lot of yoga, and that that's probably what got me into the trail of mindfulness and whatnot. Um, just uh just made me think well this is a it's a hard sport i need to make sure my flexibility is on i need to make sure this and that otherwise i'll pick up injuries so i got into yoga but then part of yoga is a lot of mantras and mindset stuff so then i started delving into meditating a bit and then from there it kind of just took off um and yeah and then i kept meditating and kind of yoga and pilates as part of um introduced it into my training so i have a schedule for that schedule for normal training and whatnot Mm -hmm. um and then when it was coming up to the british title fight i got a sports psychologist psychologist on board and then he really opened me up to a lot more things because i was just thinking sports psychology is just yeah obviously like you can break things down into like um the warrior the magician, the lover, and the king, and I thought it was just as simple as kind of maybe those like those were maybe some of the bigger things to do with um sports psychology. But then my sports psychologist just opened my mind up to so many other things, um, especially for combat sports. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, so I'd say maybe from twenty twenty times, like yeah, and. Did in terms of what you learned from from your sports psych, um, let's say when you were in positions where you had fights where it w- it didn't go exactly the way you wanted it to go, what are the type of questions you would ask your sports psych? What what type of things would you learn from them in those periods? Um. Uh, I am a weird individual that. Even if I was in a match where things were not going the way I wanted them to go, I would use the magician and find a way to make it work for me because all energy is there to be used. I've always had a, a saying, um, everything's permitted. Um, <laughs> how you do it might not be, mm. but everything is permitted. So there's a way to do everything and get everything that you want. Um, you just have to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I mean, say there's a match. I'll say, oh, I didn't like how I did this, or I didn't like how I did that. It's, my sports psychologist would tell me the same, if not similar. Like that, like there's certain aspects of boxing that might say grind your gears or um, irritate you, and he'll be like, yeah, but um, you're in this position. Like 
actually you should be grateful to be in this position because people that are people that are not good don't get these same problems. People that don't have championship belts don't get these same problems. People that aren't boxing at this such high of a level mm-hmm. don't suffer from these certain things. So it's just uh, it's just like just be grateful for everything and and just remember and I think another thing is just all energy is there to be used. So regardless of it, if it's channeled at you in a bad way, you can turn it around, turn it good. So in in a sense, all energy is good energy. But only if you can make it into it. 100%. With with boxing, when when you win titles and championships, there comes more pressure. Have you... What tools do you use to deal with the pressure as the pressure grows, um, the more you're developing in your career? Just gratitude. Happy to be in this position to have these problems. I mean, are they even problems? Like, um, there's a there's a something I was reading up on. Um, a, like a it's like a Japanese tale where this farmer has um. He loses a horse and loads of people in the village come to him and say, oh, what bad news. And he says to them, uh, is it bad? Who knows? We'll find out. And then the next day, his horse actually comes back. But it comes back. It's brought two horses back with him. Yeah. And they run back to him and say, oh, what good news. And he goes, uh, who knows if it's good news? It could be good, could be bad. We'll find out. And then um, his son starts riding one of the horses. And breaks his breaks his um part of his spine. So everyone's horrified, thinking, Oh, what bad news. Uh, same as before, he says, Oh, well, who knows? We'll find out. Um a week later, the Chinese army comes by and says, All young eligible men, you're in the army, we're going to war. And everyone says to him, Oh, well, your son didn't get taken to war and whatnot. Obviously he says, Yeah, good news. He obviously he says, yeah, who knows? It could be good, could be bad. But the moral of the story is things happen, good and bad. Yeah. Um. Sometimes you you never know what path they're leading you down. It could be down, could be to a good path, could be to a bad path. Um. Who knows? But the mindset is is don't be, don't define the rest of whatever you're thinking or your thinking pattern based on that one event. Yeah. Right. Because there's. there's there's um times you could be on a bad path where good things are happening to make you think life is good i'm on the i'm exactly where i should be which according to things yeah you are but that could be leading to like a bad a bad event or a bad to you the wrong path but sometimes you can be in a good path there could be so many things happening wrong and then all of a sudden you're where you want to be and when you look back you think that happened wrong but it gave me lessons that i needed to learn and this that the other and yeah everything just works it's clearly from our from our chat you're um quite a positive person and you look at the you look at the the positive side of things to to get you through things do you feel like your mindset that you have um used in boxing has helped you with stuff outside of boxing um yeah yeah i mean uh it's a bit of it probably helps me more outside of boxing than it does at times in boxing mm. because well not uh, well, the boxing has two aspects there's the physical actually boxing then there's the um the gladiator star kind of side of things like shouting out about mm. and like your conor mcgregor or mayweather 
esque mm. or no the Gypsy King um Tyson Fury esque personality mm. where I'm not so much of that yeah. so to speak like I just need to do it more because obviously like the most the one of the worst things aside from having a bad product that everyone talks about is uh, a good product that no one talks about so I need to just shout out a bit more mm. um but um yeah I think it's a bit of both uh yeah. It's just a good uh, life little hack to to have. I mean, you can. There's just no point wallowing in in bad energy. It's not. It's not going to lead anywhere good. Yeah. I'm going to ask you a question around certain things that you may have done early in your career. That's easy for someone young to do that you don't do now. What are the What would you say are the main things now? Let's say someone's coming through as a boxer that you did back then that you would advise them not to do going forward? Uh, it's a hit and a miss one. I mean, like, it's just to do with lifestyle. It's like when you're young, you go out a lot, you eat what you want, you just do what you want. Um, you have the late nights. Uh, you, you'll go out and have a late night for the sake of it, even though you know you're competing two days later. But then when you're older, you find out that... Um, the last two days of sleep before before an event are actually quite like incremental to getting in a good performance and stuff like that. But at the same time, when you're younger, you can recover from stuff a lot faster. It doesn't affect you as much or you can't see the effects as much. As you get older, you, <laughs> old people more value their sleep. They're like, yo, I need to get a good sleep, man, and yeah. stuff like that. Um, uh, yeah, it's just like lifestyle things. Um, what I can say is just um, to the younger athletes is that dedicating a lot of your life towards a championship belt, a medal is just part of it. Like one of the the like a big saying that uh, hit home with me was um, I don't know exactly who said it, but they just said um, a boxing championship belt is gotten by the amount of life that the boxer has had to sacrifice for it. Yeah, so basically that saying basically just points out that there's so much that so much else you can be doing, but um when boxing's your lifestyle, you choose to make it your lifestyle and part of it. So um it's not that you're giving up stuff stuff. Well it is that you're giving up stuff so to speak for for the better goal of what you want if it's what you want. You can't. You kind of mentioned it, um, previous question when um, it comes to like um, talking about a fight, hyping up a fight. How do you separate? Well, how do you not pref let what someone may say about you um, leading towards a fight not affect you in the fight? Because preparing for a fight, there's a lot of trash talking. People say stuff, and the thing about boxing, you have to be controlled in your emotions when you're fighting. How? Do you let that not bother you in that place? Uh, a lot of what people say when they're critiquing people is a reflection of stuff within themselves. And when you know that, and when you know uh, boxing, a lot of the time people are coming for a lot of the aggression that you see of boxers are people that want what you have. Mm. And um, it might not necessarily be you as a person. They just dislike, they just want to fight. Yeah. It might be like I have the I have the British, the Commonwealth, the IBF European, the WBC silver, 
belt, I'm uh, there's a target on my head. Yeah. I train every day with an Empire, with an Empire, uh, fight store shirt with that little reticle on my on my chest, just to remind me, yo, there's a target on you. Everyone's coming. So, and this the it's you can say it's um uh it's one of the bad sides of things, but for me, I mean, it's a good thing. It's it's a perk. I mean. If I if I wasn't the champion, people wouldn't be bothered. There wouldn't be people going out of their way to try and get a fight with me. Mm. There wouldn't be people trying to get on my nerves to try get a fight with me. It's a, it's it's just comes with the territory of being at a certain level. Yeah. Um, and when it comes to the hype up for a fight, um, I'm uh, well enough to have been educated in a lot of psychology. I've done a degree in psychology outside of boxing um, i'm a certified life coach as well mm. so um so i understand things a bit better or i won't take things to heart as much as some people don't get me wrong yes everyone has an ego i have somewhat of an ego as well i know how to keep it in check mm. i know how to not let things get to me and how to actually let go of things because as soon as you let go of certain certain things or ways of thinking you're, you're in a better place you can operate better Cool. Um, before we close, so what's next for you? Um, next for me today was actually a purse bid for um, the British and Commonwealth titles that I have. Um, so I'll find out who wins the purse bid, and then we'll find out a fight date, probably within the next six to nine, ten weeks. And yeah, um, I've already been preparing for possible opponents. Yeah. Well, there's one major opponent that should be. However, if that fight falls through, there's other ones in the background that are slowly formulating. Okay. So um, just uh, I do my homework. I've been doing my, I've been uh, training for uh, to possible, not possible. I've been training for the scalps I'm going to yeah. take. <laughs> yeah. Echo, it's been a pleasure. It's a pleasure having you on. It's been a quite a delightful podcast. You've left some gems here, and you can see that your mindset is very strong. You have a, the growth mindset. So, thank you again for coming on today. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me, Adrian. Your pleasure.